this week's uh, episode is apparently brought to you by Bovril. That's the sound you can hear over there at Cal's microphone. Bovril on toast uh, for when you want some sort of meaty extract on toast. Mm. Try, try Bovril. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And we had a, a revelation last episode, which a made a change from the episode before. Yeah. Uh, Bugs and Elmer were good friends in the past, Yeah. before Egghead was Elmer. Yeah, so there was an Elmer before... He was a vaudeville star. Yeah, before <clears throat> the Egghead Elmer. So, like, that's big news. It's been a while since we've had some big news. Uh, so, yeah, Bugs and Elmer were friends. Uh, something clearly befell vaudeville star Elmer Fudd. Uh, and Egghead, <coughs> for whatever reason, uh, replaced him. Um, we're currently on the working theory that in an accident involving Egghead not understanding how guns work, which we've seen time and again, that uh, he has no idea how a, a little uh, gambit in a show... Uh, went south when he used a real gun on the real Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Um, because we know guns and hunting were it part of the show. Yep. And uh, also the classic Elmer Hunter character was part of the show. That and is true. And Egghead may have misunderstood that that was a character. And uh, not actually who Elmer in was. In taking up the role. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's something to think about. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty big news, really. Absolutely, sir. Uh, it, it goes a long way to explaining why Bugs... Uh, Keeps Elmer around because Elmer's always trying to kill him, and uh, he's not particularly competent and not particularly tall. So I fail no, to but see he does his now use. have powers. He does now have powers, but that's but much later. Yeah, he didn't beforehand. Um, so yeah, it's interesting because uh, like he he serves no purpose in a basketball game in his raw form. No, uh, so but I mean, like Bugs does have time to to mould him. Yeah, but you, we'd just better. get someone better at the start, wouldn't you? You would. But like, this goes a long way to explain it because he's trying to get his friend back. I don't know. Yeah. We don't know if he knows that it's not Elmer, but yeah. he, we pretty much know that he knows Elmer doesn't remember their friendship. Yes, yeah, because um, he's tried to remind him of it. Exactly. So yeah, that was the big news from uh, from last week. It Otherwise, big. it was sort of business as usual. Something seems to have happened to Hector. Like he's not as chatty he's just sort of rabid yeah because we saw him in the uh, the episode with sylvester and tweety didn't we and like i'm thinking he's probably been brainwashed into the cult yes i mean he seems very keen to protect tweety yeah which and which we know is the sort of standard hector format but ultimately until this point we haven't really seen him go well at least not going to kind of like that level and so actively against sylvester like really really hurting him yeah, but also, like, he full-on replaces Tweety in a cage at one point yeah. just to get at, at Sylvester. So, yeah, it's like something's happened to Hector. He's normally a level-headed guy. Uh, he's coming up pretty soon in this episode, mm. so we'll, we'll see how he's feeling when Sylvester's not about, because we 
posited that maybe he was sort of hypnotised, brainwashed, and it's just when he sees Sylvester. Yeah, he just switches into dog mode. Yeah, maybe. Uh, so we're watching It's Hummer Time, uh, which is a hummingbird who we haven't seen before, but I don't... Probably I th- not going to see he's, again. Yeah, I don't think he's a character, really. No. So he's, he's just going to be there once. So it's Hummingbird, Claude, and Hector uh, in this number from July 22nd, 1950. Let's give it a watch. Let's give it a look at it. dark it was pretty dark i mean i don't know i don't know if i like that i don't know but what it has done is uh like cemented our uh hector theory yeah uh because hector uh well for a start it's another black and white cat so first up there's two claudes yes we've established that it's not anything weird going on there are just two cats called claude one's like a house cat he's pretty posh he's a bit of a mincer yeah uh, and then there's uh, this alley cat, yeah. or this just street cat, Claude. Just black and white. <clears throat> um, he's pursuing a hummingbird. Yeah. Um, who is, you know, just going about his business at the start. You know, trying to find some nectar. Uh, and Claude's pretending to be a birdbath. Yeah. In the hope of catching him. Uh, Hector's about, though. And every time he sees Claude, like, it seems... On the whole, to be Hector, as we remember, he's you know, mostly a pretty chill dude. Like, yeah. the hummingbird's going around, singing his little song. Hector's, like, dancing along. He's having yeah. a nice time. But whenever he sees Claude, he's immediately, he immediately switches, and he's got some dark, um, dark purpose. Yeah. Uh, like, and he's got all these fully set up ways of torturing Claude. Yeah. Claude and, knows them yeah. all. Claude he's seen knows them everyone and hates them all. So he's always like, no, not the... Thinker, not the thinker, anything yeah. but that. Not happy birthday, please. Oh, ha- I love happy birthday, I think, was actually the darkest one. And so he's got all these all these plans that that are set out, but it just seems to trigger when he sees a black and white cat. Yeah. So our idea that he was brainwashed or conditioned, like, was, you know, looking pretty solid. But at one point, uh, Claude... I don't know why. Can't, couldn't really work out what his plan was, but he's painted his face on a balloon. That was the hummingbird. The hummingbird painted oh, right. his face oh, on, yeah. the, on so, the balloon and so they, blew it towards the dog shed. So he blows it before the, towards the, the, the dog house and uh, Hector sees it and he turns to the camera and he says, I thought I saw a putty tat. Yeah. And so it's the like, only line Cl- uh, like Hector has in this is Tweety's, Tweety's line. line. Which, you know... Pretty. Means Tweety's in there. He's well, got think, into yeah, his brain. He's got into his brain. We also notice in this episode that Hector has bird feet. Yep. Um, which we didn't see in the other one. We weren't sure. We saw the front of Hector a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, like we just saw that. I mean, I wasn't actively looking out for it again, so it's possible maybe that was just an angle thing, but it definitely looked like bird feet. There's two-toed bird, bird mm. feet throughout. His hands are like fists. Yeah. But uh, his feet are bird feet. So, like, again, uh, it's feeding me into this Lovecraftian thing. I'm thinking of, like, the sort of fish, fish men in that. Oh, yeah. But we, yeah, yeah. we get we get bird dogs and things like Ooh. that. So, yeah. I do feel sorry for Hector. Well, yeah, because he was a pretty solid yeah. dude. Yeah, he was pr- pretty good across the He's had the a bad time. He's been extensively cloned. Yeah. And also now taken over by, by head priest Tweety Bird. Yeah. Uh I think this hummingbird may also be part of this cult. 
just because at the end, so at the end, uh, Hector's going to put Claude through the works, which is basically uh, a contraption that lets him kind of automatically put, put Claude through all of the previous... Uh, yeah, except Happy Birthday. Except Happy Birthday. No. Couldn't work that out. No. <laughs> Uh, so and it involves Claude being attached to a rope, and there's a big motor that sort of drags him through, yeah. and it ends with the thinker, yeah, um, or at least theoretically. But the hummingbird ties a rope around Hector's foot, so he goes through as well. Yeah. And the hummingbird sets it to bird bath, and it spits them out the end, and they're cemented up into statues, and like so, it's Hector holding Claude, who's holding a bowl of, you water, know, bowl yeah. of water. Uh, their eyes are still like out, yeah, yeah. but they're cemented yeah. they're in still there. Conscious. And he pulls the the hummingbird pulls his tongue out and uh, stands on it, and he's like, "Oh no, not the bird bath, please, anything but that!" Ha 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 ha! And then he just lives in them. Yeah, like see, to me, this felt very much like a um, Sylvester Tweety and Hector, but it just wasn't. But, but, it, but it wasn't Tweety or Sylvester. It was another bird and another. It's cat. another chapter of of the uh, like Tweety may have just moved <clears> on. He's yeah. starting chapters around, and he's, he's going, "Okay, hummingbird, show me, show me what you got." Yeah, there's a cat. Like, prove, your, prove yourself. Prove yourself worthy. Yeah, uh, to 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 be a, a priest in my and may, like 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 maybe maybe they shipped a cloned Hector out to that to take part. No, I reckon this is the same Hector at the moment. The same Hector, Hector as the last episode. Yeah, but yeah. I reckon Tweety's going to move out and to somewhere probably where there's another clone Hector mm. and try and start another chapter and another chapter oh. with so so, this, so he's got so his rat rise of Tweety yeah so he's got his rat cult yeah well his rat and mouse cult he's got inst- he's instigating uh, like he's installing birds as priests for various chapters yeah and uh, he's brainwashing Hectors as muscle I mean uh, and Sylvester's our only hope I still think Sylvester is our only hope because I think he's the only one actively investigating this. I'm hoping someone like Bugs or Elmer or Daffy's going to get involved soon um, because if Tweety can get to um, Porky the Third and get him on board, then their, then, their power could be yeah, just unmatched. Could be because I mean, we know that Porky the Third has the ability to rise a nation state and you know hold it for quite a while because we don't know what this hellish being that they worship in the background is. No. Uh, like we we don't know, but we've seen some pretty harrowing stuff surrounding the cult. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, maybe we'll get some insight. Maybe we won't. But uh, mm. currently, it seems like the the cult is expanding and recruiting, and quickly as well, and 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 pretty fast. Because I think I think that hummingbird more than proved his worth. I think so. Yeah. Th- th- this is worrisome. We need to keep an eye on this. Absolutely. Uh, right now, though, we're going to have a look see what Daffy and Porky are up to yeah uh, which Porky we don't know Daffy Oakley he's there yeah uh, Daffy Oakley and uh, it's the first appearance of a character called Rocky uh, well no we've had Rocky it says first oh, first, first appearance. named appearance yeah. of Rocky because uh, Rocky's the gangster what uh, remember the, the short little gangster was fella? it a human yeah human yeah, he, human was, he, was in, uh, he was in with a Bugs Bunny I think last time I don't remember but, oh, okay. oh, was it the one where Bugs was working at the restaurant and it had a load of celebrities in it? I think so, yeah. And there was Rocky and he was a gangster. Yeah, maybe. But I don't think he was called Rocky, and I think so I think this is the first time. I'm fairly certain it's him. Well, let's find out. It's called Golden Yeggs. It's a Daffy Duck, Porky Pig and Rocky number uh, from August 5th, 1950. Let's have a look-see. 
don't know. I just don't know. Uh, can Daffy lay a golden egg now? Is I that mean, a thing he can do? Definitely. By the end of that episode, it seemed that he could lay an egg, or he just had one cleverly disguised in around his person. And He's he a male duck. To, yeah. But I'm thinking the fact it, that he can lay an egg at all. I don't, well, I'm, but then the I'm goose not, was definitely a dude as well. Nah, I wouldn't say definitely. Had a very masculine voice. Well, yeah. I mean, but yeah, because I'm thinking Daffy might might have had the egg on his person, didn't really want to give it up, and then when the gun was to his head, he was like, "I have to get rid of it," and pretended to lay the egg. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, so the general gist of the episode: Daffy's sort of snooping around Porky's farm. Yeah. Uh, Porky uh, goes to see what some commotion is in his in the barn, and someone's laid a twenty-four carat gold egg. Yeah. Now, Goose tells us that it was him, but he knows what happened to the goose who laid the golden egg. Yeah. <laughs> it was killed. Uh, so uh, he claims that Daffy laid. He sees Daffy and goes, "Daffy, he yeah, did it." Yeah, it was him. He did it. Um, shortly later, uh, uh, what's his name? Rocky. Rocky. Rocky yeah. turns up with his goons having heard about this golden egg situation in the paper. Yeah. Uh, and uh, basically demands Daffy. Porky says he doesn't want to sell him, but he gets... he Gets gets done over. Done over. Yeah. And uh, they take Daffy. And Daffy is held captive and m- until he lays a golden egg. Uh, but he's given five minutes to do so. Yeah. Because well, Daffy it, goes, well, you have to go out of the room. I can't. I don't lay an yeah, egg in And public. he tries to escape. He tries to escape a lot. Interestingly, he never he opens the window and doesn't fly out. So, and it got me thinking: we haven't seen Daffy fly in quite a long time. No, we haven't. Which might be why he was given that duck mobile. Mobile, yeah. So, do you think this is like a kind of like post-war sort of like stress? Yeah, I think maybe he just can't. Like, yeah, if he's in, if he's genuinely stressed out, he can't do it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that seems reasonable because um, he was genuinely stressed out, and also like we sort of saw the moment where it became fully stressed out, which was. Uh, uh, Rocky sort of mime shot him. He's like, if you don't lay it, and he's like, pew, 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 pew. Yeah. and Daffy was like, like properly uh, yeah. terrified of that action. Yes. Like not even the potential, like of of uh, what that means, but like yeah. that that clearly triggered something. Yeah. So so maybe if he's in, like having an like an episode, he loses his he ability. Ca- he because can't the fly. thing is, is because he never really flew normally. No, he doesn't. Fly. It's he a just, tune power yeah. that allows him to fly. So it's very possible that under that stress. He kind of loses touch with that because maybe it takes a certain level of control, yeah, like kind of mental control. And we know that Daffy isn't one for mental control. Absolutely. I mean, what's interesting as well? Well, the, the like, main interesting take from the episode, though, as I mentioned at the start, is that at the very end, when he's run out of time, Rocky puts a gun to his head, does pull the trigger, but I don't know if I don't know if Daffy just moved or whatever, but it yeah. just sort of scorches the feathers on the top of his yes. head. Yeah, uh, he turns around and. There is a twenty-four carat gold egg there. Yeah, and he goes right. Well, I've done it. He literally just moves Rocky out of the way. Yeah, yeah picks him up. Because uh, Rocky's real small. Yeah, but his goons. His are muscles huge. are massive. Uh, not his muscles. No, his muscle. Muscle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, goes to leave the room, and then Rocky pulls the gun on him and says, "Not so fast," and nods into an adjacent room. There's loads of uh, like egg cartons, and yeah. he says, "Fill them up," and then that's where it ends. Like Daffy's still captive. Yeah. So. I know. There's a few interesting things to think about, but nothing was particularly answered, I don't think. No, I mean, the, the another interesting bit is why Daffy is at Porky's farm hiding in the first place. And I, like, I personally think that 
he's been sent by the agency to check out this Porky's farm yeah. to see whether or not this Porky is Porky the Third. Because, because Porky the still Fourth Porky ultimately the is still uh still presumably working in showbiz. Yeah. And we've um, seen other But they do know obviously porkies. that there's lots of porkies about. Yeah, so I think I think they're kind of sending in people to check out all these different porkies and what they're doing. Because last time we thought Porky the Third. Daffy was taking like like he was like, he was on leave, like he was taking like forced yeah. forced sabbatical. Like you know, you just like, yeah, like, like take some time, like, mate. Like, like maybe they've brought him back into the fold for this for this job, though. Yeah, may- maybe. But also, Gaffey spent a while trying to get his director job back, and that hasn't happened. So no. maybe he's just gone back to, yeah, to the went, agency. Okay, I can do it. Like he tried to. It, it, just when they, just when he thought he was out, they pulled him back in. Uh, he was one day from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> he was one day after retirement. <laughs> but yeah, that doesn't answer much. But we think Daffy's sort of back in the fold again yeah uh we're pretty sure it's porky the fourth on the farm um from the previous episode we saw yes. yeah like he didn't display many porky the fourth sort of qualities here no but at the same time like uh, porky himself was never that powerful it was no, he it rallied was... people around him yeah. to do his bidding um so it kind of makes sense in the context but yeah it's some stuff to watch out for yeah uh, We've got to presume that Daffy is still captured. We'll see. We'll see where he is next time. Um, but I think right now we just need to uh, move on. I think that's a good idea. Moving on to a bit of bugs now. Bit of bugs action. Uh, it's called Hillbilly Hair. It's bugs on his Todd. Uh, it's an o- from August twelfth, nineteen fifty. Let's uh, look at that with our eyes. All right. I think Bugs just wants to have a nice little holiday in the Ozarks. I think he does. I mean, it's understandable. It's pretty countryside. Like, I, I really don't think there's anything uh, sinister in his intent when he first turns up. Nope. Uh, but these guys are making it difficult for him. I think they ask him if he's a McCoy. Yeah. And he says, a lot of my friends say I'm coy. But then they say, well, I've got beef with you then because I'm a Martin. I thought it was Hatfields and McCoys was the classic. Like... Uh, well, in our or did they world, just... yeah. In their world, maybe not. But I'm sure we've had Hatfields and McCoys in their world as well before. Yeah, possibly. Like, way back when. But may, uh, like maybe there was just more... Maybe they just feuds. dealt with the Hatfields. Yeah, and now it's somebody else. Uh, now it's someone else, the yeah. Martins. But yeah, there's these two brothers uh, trying to get the better of bugs. Yeah, which is never going to work. Uh, so, you know, he... He ties knots in their guns, as is yep. his want. He, he blows them up uh, in a shed, a big red shed full of explosives. Yep. Uh, but then, sort of, this whole second half of the episode basically revolves around. Well, first, he's bugs, so he dresses as a as a, a pretty lady. Yeah, and he lures them into a bar. Um, but and then puts the jukebox on. Then he puts the jukebox and on. Going to do like as like a like a. A dance? They start sort of like a square dance situation. Yeah, so kind of just like, they say what to do, you do it. And then at some point, Bugs switches up into being the person playing the fiddle yeah, and so he, he telling he, him what like to he do. Yeah, so he kind of snuck off 
um, and then put a hat on and picked up a fiddle and just unplugged it with his foot, unplugged the jukebox with his foot, and then just carried on playing and, and then started like, saying things yeah, and they were doing them. Yeah, and they would mimic it because, you know, that's how a square dance exactly. works. And he just carried on doing that, like putting through mud and f- through various, yeah. you know, uncomfortable situations until he just put them off a cliff. Yeah. Now, oddly, at that point, where because he started off saying he liked mountain music and uh, he wound up with like in a bar like seemingly perfectly perfectly amiably yeah. with these two guys by that point listening to you know square like square dance music yeah like so that's what he said he wanted in the first place but he still felt the need to push him off a cliff well, yeah but i mean the thing is he he at that point was dressed up like ladybugs and is think you know he's probably thinking well if i just continue like this this could go a lot further than I wanted to. Yeah, I suppose. So and he's also he's kind, of kind of like... Stop to them. Yeah, it's like, I like being ladybugs, but I don't want to be ladybugs all the time, my yeah, whole holiday. Exactly. I don't want to have to keep up this facade. I want to be able to relax. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess, like, he sort of, he felt the only way was to get, get rid, rid of, of them. them. Yeah. Uh, which made sense under the circumstances. Yeah, but ultimately, so. like, I do genuinely think this is Bugs just trying to take some time off. I and unlike holiday. And unlike usually, where I go, why doesn't he just get away... It's like because he doesn't, he wants to have his holiday in the Ozarks. Yeah, that's where he wants to have his holiday. And so these and two why guys shouldn't are, he be allowed? And these two guys are ruining it for him By because they misunderstood him. when he said that his friends said he was coy. Yeah, not a McCoy. I mean, like I really don't think there's much more to take from it. I don't think so. Like maybe maybe people just like need Bugs to start been, leaving Bugs alone a little bit. Bugs has been a busy bunny. Yeah, and like he tried to chill out at his house and yeah. someone rung him up and had to get his life story from him yeah he had, he had then he had to take uh playboy penguin back to the yeah, south and that pole. was a mission and that was a mission and he's like i am i am just want to chill out in the ozarks do, like do you think he was he was making his way back and kind of just went like from the south pole and was walking through and just went oh she's quite nice here i'll just chill out here for a bit that's a good point like because he yeah it, it, it would sort of be like coming because he's come from the South Pole, yeah, and you know, Bugs is definitely from Brooklyn. But I mean, so the thing like, is that, like, like we know, as soon as he left the South Pole, once he got onto anywhere with soil, he could have just went whoop straight back. Oh, that's true. But maybe he's like, nah, nah. I'll, I'll, I've always wanted to see the Ozarks. I'll, I'll take a little. Well, I think if he knows if he goes straight back, he'll be straight back in the into work again. Whereas if everyone stuff, thinks he's in the South Pole walking back, just take your time. Well, also, if he's in the middle of nowhere, like he's yeah, less no likely to just him. run into. Like some cataclysmic event that he needs to deal with, yeah, or like or to correct to keep on track for Space Jam, yeah. Uh, so, so he's he just goes, taking a bit of time to himself. With yeah. the old hey. Ultimately, I think he's just trying to chill out. Yeah, I think so. Uh, which is also what I think he was trying to do two two bugs episodes ago. I think so. Like, like he just he just needs a bit of downtime. Like running about through time trying to make sure everything's ready for Space Jam. It's got to be hard work, hasn't it? Yeah, and I also think he's probably clocked at this point that he's put the groundwork in. Yeah. Like, a lot of his things recently have just been trying to get tunes who just spend their days fucking around yeah. to try and do get something back productive for their time. Yeah. But he's often been leaving people in situations where it's like, I just need them to, you know, chill out yeah. a bit and just, you know, think about their lot in life. And he's gone, well, actually, if I'm going to leave them for a while, I may as well chill out myself. Yeah, that gives me a bit of time off. Because it's, it's only 1950. I've got 46 years before this basketball game. You know, time for chill. a bit of R&R. Yeah. And, and, he's, and he's not getting it. Everywhere he's not he getting it. Everywhere he goes, it, it's, been a, it's been a nightmare. Poor Bugs, eh? Yeah. 
Oh, well. But I think that's all there is to take from that one. I think so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think we'll just, just cut it there. All right. I think that's... Yeah. Chalk that one up was good. Sometimes, sometimes the, the, the portal just opens on something and, you know, probably realises, shouldn't have bothered with this. Just, yeah, just, let, it, just let it slide. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as ever, if you listen on iTunes, please uh, leave us a review and a rating because it really helps us out. And we know you're out there, iTunes yep. listeners. We've, We've got a little graphs. They tell the us. They tell us you're there. Yeah. Um, I'm currently doing a stint over on uh, the Millie Role Players podcast, which you can find anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, it's a unsurprisingly a role play podcast. <laughs> uh, it's the third of their space adventures, uh, and I am GMing the uh, the sequel no one asked for. The third, the third in the the Parallax series, um, and uh, yeah, so Matt, the normal GM, can play. So uh, head over there and listen to that. It started on the nineteenth, uh, and uh, will be going on for the the next few weeks at least. Uh, so go and check that out. Uh, as it's become customary, we're going to end on a song. Uh, it's Hummer Time was the first uh, episode we yep. watched today. Uh, so uh, I figure what better than the uh, Gershwin classic Summertime uh, and who better to bring it to life than Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong well, so exactly. uh, we'll leave you with Summertime uh, and uh, see you next week so have a good one bye, bye.
Oh, 